0: Hi, this is Todd Duncan. On July 22nd, I'm bringing to the mortgage and real estate community my brand new workshop entitled, Irrefutable, The Five Principles of High Performance Mortgage and Real Estate Practices. In this four hour live stream, I'm going to share these five principles and I promise you they will guarantee not only profitable growth, production growth, efficiency growth, but they'll also serve to give you an insurance policy to handle any of the uncertainties about the future economy. Come join me on July 22nd by clicking the show notes and using the promo code TODD50, that's 50, TODD50, and you'll get $50 off your ticket to Irrefutable. I look forward to seeing you online on July 22nd.
1: Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's
0: your host, Todd Duncan.
1: All right, we're back on the Kevin and Fred show, and this week I'm joined uh, by Mr. Todd Duncan. Todd, how are you doing, buddy?
0: Kevin, great to be with you. I'm doing fantastic. How
1: about you? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Cannot complain at all. Uh, minus the heat out here, but life is good. So glad, <laughs> glad you and I got the chance to connect today and and chat a little bit. So been wanting to do yeah. this for a while.
0: So, Good to be with you, and uh, I look forward to it. And uh, I'm in a little bit of heat right now too. I'm in Vegas, and uh, it's it's not uh, it's not the coolest of days.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, so not it's not too different. I'm I'm here in in Phoenix, and it's it's toasty here. So I know if it's toasty here, it's also there in Vegas as well. Um, but go Suns, right? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not a Suns fan. <laughs> That's a go. different topic. But <laughs> you know, comment. absolutely, it's fun for them. I'm glad they're going to finally maybe get get their first championship oh, ever. man. Uh, go Lakers, but good for them at, yeah. at any rate. So, so Todd, first of all, man, you've obviously you have accomplished so much in, in the, in the industry, in both the mortgage side and the real estate side for let's start here. Let's start, if we could, let's do a quick introduction for somebody who maybe doesn't know you yet. And they say they want to tell them what you do and kind of who you are. Like, let's start there. And I I'll probably work backwards from there, but let, let's just start there.
0: Yeah, so you know, I think the the simple thing is what I do today is I help uh, I help people fall in love with their life, and I do that through all the lessons I learned as a twenty three year old graduate from college. I had the good fortune to have my little league coach, who actually owned the largest uh, independent real estate agent firm on the West Coast, uh, that was Tarbell Realty, and they they sold oh, wow. a couple years ago to 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 Berkshire, right? So I'm at a I'm at a Fourth of July party in their backyard. They were good friends with my folks, and I had graduated with a degree in in business and economics and finance. And Don Tarbell looked at me, mind you, he used to coach me as an eight, nine, and ten year old little league guy, right? So he he looks at me and he says, "So so what are you going to do?" And I said, "Well, I'm not really sure. I'm just kind of looking at my options." And he said, "I know you well enough to tell you you'd be great at real estate and you'd be great at lending. And can I set up an interview with one of?" managers. And I said, sure, what the heck? you know." And so um, I chose the lending side because that was kind of my, my emphasis in college. And uh, after three interviews, I was a rookie recruit with a, a 90-day training program, 26 offices, 750 real estate agents. And I was given my milk route and uh, didn't know the mortgage had a T in it, didn't know the VA financing required no down payment. And I just started calling on realtors left and right. I had the good fortune of, of, of feeling in my first two weeks that this wasn't going like I, I had wanted to go. You know, I'd, I'd walk into offices and agents would pick up the phone and talk to nobody just so they could avoid, you know, the, oh, the sure. lender coming through the front door. And it was getting it got old very, very fast. And so I remember my 15th day in the business, I, 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 quit for the day. I went to the beach and I just started contemplating, is this really what I want to do? And it was very interesting. I called a friend of mine. His dad was a real estate agent. And I said, I am not feeling good about this. Can can I come by your dad's real estate shop later on and just kind of see what's going on from just sitting there and looking. And so Kevin, I went there and from one o'clock to four o'clock, I counted 21 title reps or lenders that walked through the front door. None of them really looked any different than I had looked you know, on my milk route. And then this guy walks through the door. He's got this beautiful suit on. He's got a leather folio, no briefcase, no rate sheets, none of that. And and uh, and he came up to the receptionist and he said, my name is John Barnes and I have an appointment with Paula Richardson. I didn't know that Paula was number one in America for REMAX. I didn't know John was a 500 unit a year mortgage professional. He disappears for 45 minutes, comes out of that appointment. He shakes Paula's hand. And these were the words that changed everything. He said, I look forward to a long and profitable partnership. And I had to have that. I didn't know what I didn't have, but I knew I wanted that. And so I reached out to him the next day. I told him that I had seen him. He invited me to lunch and it changed everything. And so I grew up as a a lender, real estate broker and learned the wrong way to do it fast. And I learned the right way to do it even faster. And in 12 years, my agents and I um, facilitated almost 6,000 real estate purchase and sale transactions. And I woke up one morning and said, what's next? And what's next was I was going to start a company to teach the world how I was able to do what I did. But I only did what I did because I ran into somebody who knew how to do it and he had the heart to share. And so here we are today, 25 years later, we have six million clients around the the world, you know, Australia and South Africa and obviously wow. here in the States, Canada, real estate agents and lenders. And we try to we try to help them figure out how and what a high performance partnership looks like. And it's been great. It's been
1: great. I, I love that. I love that you use the term uh, like partnership uh, because to me, that's always something that is so important when, um, when you look, you know, with my putting my real, my real estate agent hat on and talking to lenders and you're right. For the most part, it's kind of, my experience has been not different than yours. Like most, they kind of mostly all look the same, except for the ones that that approach it with like, hey, let's have a partnership, let and let's grow our businesses together, and that completely changes the game. So I love that that's your approach. Um, what at what point did you real did you realize like, hey, was there a point where you're like, okay, this has been great, and I could keep doing this, the the running the business with agents and and doing the loans, and did you just decide, hey, I really like teaching others to do this more? Was there a certain event or transition that led to to you kind of going for lack of a better term, all in on that side of the business?
0: Yeah, so the, the, the interesting part of that story is is I really didn't have a, like I didn't have a game plan to be a mortgage professional out of college. I, I certainly did not have a game plan to start a, you know, a, a training company, but I had a couple of, of events that were really critical. The first event was with that same guy, uh, John, who walked through the front door and at our lunch, he looked at me and he said, before I share anything with you, you have to make a decision and you have to pick A or B. You can't have both and I'm going wow and he goes a pursue transactions b pursue relationships and he said you can make a living with transactions you can make a fortune with relationships and I chose b and he tried to bait me to choose a and I for whatever reason I chose b and he said he said that's the right choice because if you if you have the relationship the transactions and the families and the buyers and the sellers follow. If you don't have the relationship, you're gonna chase transactions your whole life and it's not fun. And so I made that decision early on. And um, and the thing that made it really, really work well is I, all, I not only chose relationship with my agent partners, I chose relationship with buyers and sellers. And I think that was the magic bridge that most lenders were not choosing. And for me, that meant that every buyer in every seller that was going to list and buy um, who needed financing, I would do such a brilliant job with them that that agent would look like a hero and such a brilliant job that that buyer or seller that we do financing on would activate <clears throat> this um I call it the circle of cash flow today, but would activate this relationship introduction platform where I could then take business back to my real estate agents that they would have not otherwise had. And so I was in this prosperity mindset that if I could do that and I could have like a guy that knows a doctor and the doctor has 200 friends, if I did that well, I could facilitate referrals back to my agents. And that became the value prop. The value prop was create a brilliant experience for uh, your clients that are um, desiring financing to buy real estate, and do it in such a way that we don't need lead gen anymore at all. All we need to do is add value to these families that we help, and they're going to go out of the way to help us because anybody who has a great experience with a real estate agent or a lender ought to be activated to introduce you into that circle of of cash flow and. I learned that a buyer has a relationship. If I'm working with a buying agent, a buyer has a relationship with a a listing agent, potentially a builder, the seller for sure, a banker, a credit union, a financial planner, a tax planning attorney, an estate planning attorney, a CPA, uh, the company at which they're employed, affiliations, associations, and that's all I did. And, you know, today, the decision to to start the company was really birthed out of two things, Kevin. One was, I was in my third year and my, my company asked me to start training the new recruits because I was the number one guy in the company nationally. And they said, would you start training the new recruits? So I started doing that. And it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to look at these guys that were three or four years behind me and saying, you know, here's what you need to do. And then the second thing that happened is I went to a a, a large seminar uh, with my title partner. Her name was Randy Wright. She worked for Continental Land Title. And we went down to a Tom Hopkins seminar. You know, 25 years ago, Tom Hopkins was top of the real estate gig. You know, he's in his, I think he's in his late seventies today. He's still got energy and positivity. And here's what happened, Kevin, 2000 people in the room. I'm in the front row with Randy, Tom's talking about life. And he says, if you're passionate about doing something that brings you joy, and that you think it's your calling, you need to act on it. And I'm thinking speaker, mortgage professional, speaker, mortgage professional. My dad had graduated from Stanford with a degree in finance, and at the age of 30, decided that he wanted to go to medical school to be a doctor. So I had, I had this kind of Compass from him that he had a second career after his first career. And he opened his medical practice when he was 40. So I was 33. And I decided, you know what? I want to spend the rest of my life helping people figure out what I did and do it at scale. And so I told Tom Hopkins that, and he goes, stick around the whole day and see me at the end of the event. And so I did that. It was quite complete leverage. I get in line. Um, there's about 150 people in line. Cause he's got a new book and I, st- I don't know why I did this, but I kept getting out of the line. So I would be the only guy left. So when I got up to talk to him, we wouldn't have any interruptions. And I get up there. He he's five, six on a stage. I'm six, five standing on the floor eye to eye. And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, so you want to be a speaker? And I said, something happened this morning when you were talking and I want to be a speaker. And this changed everything, Kevin. He looked at me and he said, when will you be one? And I had just come up with the idea like seven, seven hours earlier, right?
1: You're like, I, I don't said, know. I, it's just come to me. I, write, yeah.
0: I said, I don't know. And he said, uh, he said, well, you need to pick a date. And I said, okay, I will. And he said, no, like now. And I looked at him. I said, you want me to pick a date now? And he said, if you don't pick a date, these are his exact words. If you don't pick a date, you won't have the discipline to drive to that destiny. And I looked at him and I'm, I said, I'm going to pick a date. And he says, you're not leaving here until you tell me the date. And I looked at him and I just picked six months from that day. It was January 6th. And I picked six months and I said, by July 6th, and he goes, good, write it in your day planner, write it on the back of your card, give me your card. And then he goes, if you don't call me by the state to tell me you have made the move to be a speaker, I'm going to call you and ask you why you didn't hold to this commitment and the minute i leave there i'm thinking i got 6 months or this guy's going to call me out and uh i transitioned my company i sold it to my assistants and did a 5 year self-funded buyout and started the mortgage co- mortgage training company on a monday and then we started adding real estate agents and took 9 months to get our first contract and then the tipping point happened and the rest as they say is history
1: wow that's fantastic i love it you so you you just kind of you backed your way and just all in like kind of hey there's no, there's no life raft here. We're just going to jump in and go for it.
0: Not only was there no life raft, but my wife and I had agreed that we would allocate a hundred grand to starting the business. And that if we ran out of money before we started making money, uh, I would go back into mortgages. That was plan B. I don't like Plan Bs because I think if you have a fallback, I mean it can be smart on the one hand, <clears throat> but it, it can also provide false comfort on another. But I, I I understood that because we were making you know really really great money, um, you know we were I think helping six or seven hundred families a year by 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 real estate and finance it, and so I remember the last month. We had been taking about twelve grand a month out of that savings account, paying for teams and marketing and all this. And I'm thinking, man, we have less than $10,000 left. And it was like 30 days, 30 days. And I remember that Tom Hopkins told me, and this is a message to everybody, never, ever, ever, ever stop prospecting. Even when you think you've got it nailed, never, ever stop. And he told me, he said, you're going to find that you may want to quit but I want you to know that if you go just another 5% further, just another 5% further, this thing will tip for you. And in that month that we had less than 10 grand left, I had 41 contracts go out for almost $400,000. Yeah. And it was like, okay, here we are. <laughs> we're, ready to we're, we're ready to do it. Yeah. So it's been great.
1: I, I love that. Um, you know, you're talking about like no plan B. Same. Like, there's obviously, obviously, there's a lot of wisdom in having a a buffer, especially when you know. I'm sure. For, I'm sure if you were single and d- weren't, you know, caring for anyone else, you could probably take as much risk on as 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 imaginable. Like, that's that's typically who entrepreneurs are, right? And there's also a lot right. of wisdom in having a little bit there, but but acting as if it's not there. And, and to yeah. me, that sounds like that's, that's what you did is you, you really went for it and went all in. And I, I love that. I mean, you got, you were down to the wire because I think <laughs> a lot of people actually might have, I know this for a fact. A lot of people go, well, I'm down to 10,000 or I'm down to 20,000. I'm 80% of the way through this buffer. I gave myself, most people don't give themselves a buffer. Um, and I still don't have, I'm just, I'm just going to quit now. That's so easy for people to quit, you know, to quit right before the tide changes, right? How many people I know, I'm sure you've coached over the years or talked to that they came close to quitting right before everything just turned for them.
0: Well, it's not only is it so true, Kevin, that, that people um, give up just short, it's also, it's also a rule. And I think the rule that I learned from Tom before I ever really knew that he was going to hold me accountable was Um, this idea of go 5% further, go 5% further. And the rule that he gave me was, it's called the 95-5 rule. And it sounds like this, 95% of the people go 95% of the way and they only get 5% of what's available to them. 5% of the people go 100% of the way and they get 95% of what's available to them. And that just stayed in the back of my mind. And he said, don't, don't, don't quit. And that when the tipping point happens, you look back and you go, that was that was the right play. We could have put more money in and that we had the money. It just was, here's what we're going to invest to start the company. And yeah. thankfully, we never had to put another dime in, essentially, you know, start it. But, uh, but then we we flourished and we, we're still doing business today with people that, that I met in that original tranche of marketing. And uh, it was old fashioned guerrilla warfare, just send stuff out, follow up, send stuff out, follow up. And you know, I think follow up is one of the big deals that agents miss and and uh, and yeah. lenders miss. We're just uh, we get busy and we get we're dysfunctional sometimes. We don't have the right kind of systems put together.
1: Sometimes you're you're feeling generous today.
0: We're okay. <laughs> all or all of the above, yeah. right? Right. And, um, yeah. And so I learned early on, man, that, uh, in fact, it's one of the, it's one of the laws in I trust selling one of my books and it's called the law of incubation. And it's, it states that the most profitable relationships mature over time. And the key for any agent, the key for any business owner is client loyalty. Why do you want to keep prospecting new clients when you have existing clients that can prospect for you? And at the end of the day, my agents and I had a sales force of 6,000 people that were selling us because we had helped them buy and sell real estate. And that's the kind of way you you want to do
1: it. He must have been eavesdropping on my uh, it was uh, I don't know if you know Greg Harrelson in uh, South Carolina, but we were recording a podcast together earlier. So I, we I, we just we went real deep on that topic of the follow up and building these relationships and how um, you know, just how many people just stop short of actually doing that and turning what could be, someone who's just become an acquaintance into 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 what you i think you call it activating the cash flow of their you know of their relationships and it's such a it's such an easy thing to not do because we do get busy as professionals in real estate and mortgage and it's so easy to do kind of just the urgent what's right in front of us as opposed to doing what's most important and really developing those relationships to build out uh build out the fortune as you mentioned your first mentor uh you know talked about <clears throat>
0: it's so critical kevin and you know one of the stats that we have so we do a lot of data research and if you take if you take lenders and you take realtors and you put them together about 13% of that population Close as well. And what I mean by closing is we don't have closing techniques, but they end up creating the next step. Right, the next step is the next step is, and so if eighty-seven percent of the commissioned population is not good at following up, you can see how disruptive this is and how mm-hmm. needed it is. And um, you know, one of the things I do to stay in touch is every single day I record videos and I send out birthday videos or anniversary videos to about. close to 2000 people right now. I've got a client in Australia that owns the largest mortgage company in Australia, and they do about $24 billion a year. Um, we've been doing business together since 1999 and, um, Because of that relationship, 25 years down the track, I'm now introduced to the largest media company in Australia and, I don't know, 70,000 real estate agents and about 100,000 mortgage brokers because I sent this guy every single year a happy birthday video, you know? And it's just like, all you have to do is, if you're not in touch with your clients, you're out of touch. And if you want your customers for life, and this may sound shocking You need to talk to them during their life. And it's like, you know, we asked, I asked a hundred real estate agents yesterday in a profile. I said, how many of you do an annual real estate review with every buyer and seller that you've helped buy or sell? And out of a hundred people, two hands went up and I'm going, holy cow. I mean, like your next listing and your next purchase and a whole bunch of stuff is tied to the people you've already helped. You know, you close close a sale and you got a husband, a wife and a kid and they end up pregnant with triplets and they need a five bedroom home and they need to move out of the two bedroom home. And we miss so much money by just not staying in touch. Yeah. And it's easy money. It's easy money. It's because the, well, it's the already, easiest money
1: to make in our business. There's not, there's nothing like like easier pennies from heaven. It's <laughs> like somebody calls you and says, Hey, could I give you a bag of money? Uh, right. That's, that's, that's literally what it's like. And yet, you, you know, I've always found it so fascinating as humans, uh, that we, I th- we we intellectually all realize that on some level, otherwise we wouldn't be in the business, right? And yet there's still something, whether it's the busyness or our, our being scared of having to talk to people that prevents us from doing those simple little things that would literally just have your phone ringing with money.
0: It's super interesting to me that you say that because yeah, you know, call reluctance is a very real deal. But if you really understand relationship, there's never call reluctance. There's only call reluctance when you're trying to navigate getting a transaction, or you know that you're competing against three or four other listing agents, or this, that, or the other thing. the 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 idea on on creating um, a call excitement environment is you love the people that you have loved on that you have helped. And I talked to one of our one of our guys this morning. I'll just I'll throw this out because it's really fresh. To your point, he had the same problem. He was not good at following up. And I said to him three years ago, I said, you need to hire a CFO. And he goes, my business isn't big enough for a chief financial officer. And I said, you're missing it. It's not a chief financial officer. It's a chief follow-up officer. And here's how this dollarizes. And so he hired this person, made her a concierge, a client concierge. Today, he has five client concierge Okay, he produced over $1.4 million in commissions for agents last year with his concierge team and now just hired somebody to run the concierge team. And he's gone from $60 million a year in loan vol- volume to this June, he already has closed $100 million. Last year, did $150 million. And this year, is poised at 200, $250 million. Guess what percentage of his business is connected through referral or repeat?
1: Uh, a high amount.
0: 91. 91% of the deals he does are direct connections to a family tree of people that he's served before. It's huge. Absolutely <laughs> huge. So why wouldn't we follow up? It's like, it should be easy. It shouldn't be hard. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I think maybe sometimes we we tend to go, it's easy to think, oh man, I'm going to get trapped or they might, I think some people make it you know, might have guilt around having already made so much money from a transaction. And like, is there going to be more expected of me as a, pro- I, I don't know. Like, I always wonder what it, what is it? Because I, I think to your point, if we're really calling um, to build a relationship, like that should be, that should be the easiest call to make. It re- It really should be. And especially when you look at those numbers and you share examples like that, um, I'll share with you too another conversation Greg and I were having this morning is, you know, there's going to be a time in the not so distant future. It used to be, you know, 10 years ago, I think about internet leads were still like this weird thing that nobody yeah. figured out and, you know, not everybody could get them. And And now everybody knows that you can buy online. It's not hard, right? The challenge is still what it was then, which is the long-term follow-up and taking those people from someone who registered on a website to. To a relationship, which is which is the real challenge. But when you, from a marketing standpoint, there's gonna be a point in time where that we can't compete anymore. Like we can't spend enough money to compete with with these larger companies that have made their way into our industries. And if we're not gonna be able to compete by out marketing them, the one thing we can absolutely do for sure is out relationship them because while Zillow might have the best looking real estate website, and I believe they have the best consumer brand in real estate, they do not have the best relationship with the people that have trusted me for for real estate. And and only I can make sure that they take that away from me. I'm the only one responsible for that. And so I feel like these principles now are probably more important than ever as we look at what's going to happen over the next three to five years in our industry.
0: There's, there's absolutely 100% certainty that not only should we be nudged over there, but we should probably run over there because what I've always believed in and one of the things that I got on early in terms of um, kind of a wisdom piece was, it's not how many people you talk to, it's how many people say yes. And that just sounds super simple, right? But then when you start going deep and you start looking at either I'm paying people to follow up with leads or call cold leads or to reply to internet leads or this that or the other thing. And you know, we, we go through a hundred and maybe we get one or two real life kind of prospects. Um, one of the things I told Tom Hopkins is I said, I, I disagree I agree with most of what you, you teach, but I disagree with one piece. And he goes, What is that? He, I said, from stage you said, you know, if you make a thousand dollars a deal. And it takes nine no's before you get the deal. Visualize each no being worth a hundred bucks, put it in your pocket and just keep calling. And I looked at him and I said, I don't like that strategy. Now I'm three years into, into, uh, into uh, the, the, you know, the company and I was having a conversation with him. And he says, so do you have a better idea? And I said, my idea is let's not call 10 people to get one. Let's call one person to get one. And he had this silent pause and he goes, that's unrealistic. And I said, okay, call two and get one, 50%. That's more realistic. Call three and get one. That's 33%. That's more realistic. Call four and get one. That's 25%. But you should never be less than 25% conversion. If you're less than 25% conversion of conversation to contract, you're not connected and you're not creating enough trust. So I have always been a believer. In fact, high-trust yeah. selling was birthed on the idea <clears throat> that less is more. That's yeah. it. You know? And so, so if I'm an agent and um, I really want to scale and I'm thinking, okay, I need four buyer-seller conversations a day, 20 a week. That's all I need, right? I need 80 a month. And if I convert 25% of those, that's 20 contracts, which you know puts you like in the top echelon as top a real estate top. agent, right? And each conversation might take a half an hour to create really strong emotional connection and trust. Watch this. If that person I'm having a conversation with, the conversation starts out like this. Hey, Todd, Debbie asked me to give you a call. She said, you did a phenomenal job for her and her husband. Um, I want to make sure I get the right mortgage with the right financing and the right plan. And she said, you're the guy. What's my conversion rate going to be on that? It's going to be a lot higher. It's going to be like 100%. And if it's 90, then I screwed up, right? It's not that. And this is what people need to understand that, do you want to talk to 100 to get one? Or do you want to talk to one to get 100? And so that physician that I did a, a deal with, the year after we did the deal, he became the medical director for a hospital. And that hospital had 200 physician practices connected to it. And at 1,700 employees in the hospital. So the agent closed 309 sales in 10 years out of the hospital. You want to go cold call and buy leadless? Do it. But referral by design is the fastest way. Less pricing pressure, not shopping you around, not comparing you to other agents. Goes on the, the lamb to tell their friends about you. And I just, I have not been able to figure out why people don't stay loyal to their tribe yeah. and make it hard. And if you do what I'm talking about, you can s- listen to this. This is for every agent who is on the edge of their seat right now. Average sales price in America right now, as we're recording this for a home is $408,000. Okay. You do a buy side or a sell side. doesn't matter. Let's just use two and a half percent. You're going to make $12,000 a deal on on one side or the other. So if I have 200 buyers and sellers that I love on that, I've helped buy or seller both, and I am on them and just loving them and staying in touch. And I can get a referral or a, another listing or another sale every 15 months. So four deals in five years, that's it. Okay, you take four deals, that's 48,000, you have 200 loyal buyers and sellers, that's $9.6 million in gross closed commissions in five years. That's Over twenty million dollars in gross closed commissions in ten years. You divide that by ten, and what would it be like to make two million dollars a year in gross closed commissions as an agent with only two hundred buyers and sellers that you love on that refer the crap out of you?
1: Like I say, it's not enough to live on, but it's a good start. (laughs) Um, You know, no, Uh, that's the truth. But that's the difference in you know. I had a mentor that was always beating into my head: You, you don't go wide to succeed; you go deep. And then let the the depth will create the width. Like that's just that's a matter of, yeah. of what it is. You've when you go deep, um, and in this case, we're talking about deep with our current clients and the people we've mm-hmm. already serviced and the people we already know. When you do that properly, that it, it will force your business wide, and and so therefore, if when you do that, like you kind of all the problems take care of itself. So I absolutely love uh, love where you're coming from on that. So let me ask you this. So I know you mentioned, if I could go back a a minute, you talked about like sending out the contracts when you first got started, you're almost in that kind of that seed phase. Um, And it it sounded to me like that was more around like uh, giving live talks. And obviously I know you you guys do a lot of coaching. Tell me more about what, like what, what all does your company do? Like where, where do you guys spend the most of your time when it comes to, I'm going to use the word training coaching is maybe more appropriate, uh, when it comes to real estate agents and mortgage professionals these days, like what's that makeup yeah. look like for you? <clears throat> Well the,
0: the coolest thing about the question is is because I was a very successful mortgage originator, I was doing a lot of workshops in Anaheim, California for my real estate agents, the real estate board, you know, for title companies, and so on and so forth. So I had kind of a kind of a warm up on that. And so when we started the company, it was specifically with the idea that we would be a event speaking company. and uh, And Hopkins said, uh, he said, you need to join the MBA, get their directory, start at A, go to Z before you decide to quit and so we picked you know that directory and just started marketing and the first thing we were marketing for was speaking gigs and that was it right second thing we did is we started to build a product suite and so the speaking gig gigs led led to the product suite so we would be on the road events and then selling the products third thing we did is we realized that people needed more accountability after a workshop and so then we started the coaching company and uh and so today we're an event company um I'm a private speaker for hire, part of my brand. We are a product company and we are a coaching company. And those are the same things that, that we've done since 1990. Well, coaching was the last thing to be added. So, you know, probably since 2000 maybe, and that's it. So today we create resources that help you win. Uh, our whole motto is let's make more money and less time with less stress. And everybody seems to resonate with that. And, um, and then we coach agents and lenders and teams, uh, you know, to have a partnership that really, really works. And, um, yeah, and, and it's, it's been, it's been so impactful. It's been so, so sizable, you know, I did a, I did a thing yesterday with a guy and I was just talking about, you know, ask questions and listen with the desire to solve versus listening with the desire to sell. And it really resonated with some people. 24 hours later, I'm just going to share this because it just came in. I get this text and the guy goes, Hey, I watched your interview yesterday about asking better questions to lead to greater connection and better conversation. I spoke to one of my clients today that I'm helping with a cash out refinance. And after going deeper with questions, I found out that he has a son who is diagnosed with a rare disease called Hunter syndrome. Only 500 children in the US have this. And the main reason for the refinance is that he needs $40,000 to help build a pool in his backyard. So his son can swim as one of the best activities for children with this disease. Wow. Questions matter from the start of the call to the end, our relationship and trust grew massively. We didn't even talk about money rate or costs. That's yeah. 24 hours old.
1: Cause when you, when you do that, the, like the money, the rate, it, your listing commission, whatever, none of that stuff matters when you're connected with sure. the person. And again, that's what Zillow can never, or whoever, and I'm not. Trust me, I'm not a yeah, yeah. hater at all. I like. I actually enjoy that they're moving the cheese, right? I, <laughs> like I, nobody could take that away from you unless you let them. Right. When you can when you build those relationships and you know those things, it, it's it's over. It's I mean it's over. Ball game. You can have a business that makes you as much money as you'd like to make for as long as you'd like to make it.
0: Do you know something really important? And I just, again, I just want to add as much value as I can. There is a, um, a very, very important statistic that agents need to get their head around. And the statistic, statistic is, um, if you have mastered emotional connection with a buyer or seller, you will be able to produce a 26% increase in gross margin and an 85% increase in referral and sales growth, emotional connection. So what I'm telling people, and I've been on this, Kevin, is that 80% of your conversation with a seller or a buyer has to be emotional. And 20% can be economics. Most people have it the other way. It's 80% economics and 20% connection. And when you connect, you convert. And when you don't connect, you don't convert, which is why the whole lead game still is a little bit abysmal and, and certainly energy draining. I'd rather connect with one person. And like you said, go for client share. You know, I want to get as many opportunities to help you in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, as long as you buy and sell real estate. But I also want to be introduced to your friends. And here's the magic question. I want everybody to write this down. If I ask a seller, what has to happen between now and the time that we close your loan? For you to be 100% committed to referring me to your friends and family, what would that one thing be? Or to a buyer, what has to happen between now and closing for you to feel 100% comfortable to refer me to your friends and family? And then all you have to do is do that. It's such a powerful question.
1: People will tell you um, how to win with them if you just ask. Right? You just have to ask (laughs) and then be willing to do that. And which the funny part, you know, the thing is, is, it's typically not that high of a target. I mean, it's, it's my experience and I have not done as many, sold a few thousand houses, but what I've learned is the target is usually pretty low and it usually involves, involves somewhere around doing what you say, saying what you do, communicating and, and helping them reach their goal. Like when you do that, it is so easy to win with people.
0: Yeah, it's 100%. And it's very attractive. And it's here's what's interesting. I I didn't even know we were going to go here. But this has been on my desk. And it's, it's talking yourself out of the sale. And it's the trend of how long you talk, and how much less the percentage are that you will convert to a contract. It's the longer you talk the less likely you are
1: to close the deal. You're hitting me, Todd. (laughs) So here, when I was, when I started in my career, heavy short sales and taking a listing was much different than what it, you know, I mean, I literally did it over the phone. I didn't go to your house and if you wanted to, I might let you come to the office after you filled out all the paperwork, right? I might let, and so, and then as things changed, my skill set had to change. And one of the things I remember, this was uh, 2013, I was really i I realized i learned i had to learn how to sell i had to learn how to connect specifically in this area and one of the things i had to do i realized like oh i'm probably talking myself out of listings and i'll never forget the first time i did it i had just heard it on i was listening to a training cd and i just said i stopped about 10 percent of the way and i said i have a question do you guys need to know anything other than, than what we're going to price it at first to move? I feel like I I just don't want to waste any. And they're like, no, we're ready to sign. I was like, let's do it. You know? And that for me, that was, you know, that was a moment in time for me because that was, I had just intellectually learned a lesson in the previous couple of days and then recognized it, put it in play and it's stuck with me forever since then to go, Oh, you could just shut up because they're ready to sign. That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah.
0: Less is more even in selling. It's like, so we talk about conversational productivity. Yeah. doesn't matter how long you talk. It matters how productive the conversation is. And nine out of 10 people say, I talk too much <laughs> and it's not attractive. It polarizes. Right. And so yeah. uh, we've all been in that, that moment. Like I better shut up or I'm going to lose this. <laughs>
1: I, you know, I was, my wife and I were shopping for when we're replacing the windows in our home, which is, but I do not recommend that by the way. And so we've had a couple different different salespeople out and I just can remember thinking like, this, this guy's going to talk himself out of a set. This is ridiculous. This guy's, he's literally losing me right now. And, you know, it's funny to kind of watch some of the stuff get in practice when you, you see it all around you. But, um, so one of the, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, cause I know we're starting to get tight on time. Um, yeah. I know, you know, I'm obviously, I'm a member of the industry syndicate, which is proud partner with you on this, but you've got an event coming up on the 22nd of July. Would you mind telling, uh, telling the listeners a little bit about the, a little bit about that event?
0: Yeah, thank you for that. It's called irrefutable. And the word irrefutable means it's impossible to disprove. And so what we've done is we've taken a 1000 interviews with high performance mortgage and real estate partnerships and teams. And we've looked at 25,000 hours of personally coaching agents and lenders to high performance. And I've decided to produce a four hour kind of live stream around what are the five decisions that agents and lenders make, to achieve high performance. So I'm gonna walk everybody through a four hour workshop. I'm gonna give them a playbook for the event. I'm gonna give them 12 weeks of implementation guidance through a implementation playbook. And then I'm gonna give everybody a year to use the material from the, the workshop in the form of video to make sure that they, they get this perfected. And so industry syndicate, it's, it's a beautiful deal. Lenders are inviting agents, agents are inviting their lender. It's normally 99 bucks. And if you type in the code, is five zero just I for industry, S for syndicate, five zero? Um, you get the ticket for $49, and um, all you have to do is go to toddduncan.com forward slash irrefutable hyphen live stream, and you can register for $50. It'll be the, the I, I'm very excited about it because it, this is the first time we've put it into like lenders and agents together. I've done tons of seminars with agents and lenders in the room, but this is, this is a neat, deal it's uh, it's you know we're at halftime right now we're halfway through 2006 the market's been hot um, but it's not going to stay hot we know that good markets come and go hard markets come and go and um, I don't know that there's a lot of certainty about the next six to maybe 20 months in terms of the economy and whatnot and this uh, it doesn't matter the, the market we're in what matters is what would it be like to double or triple your income without doubling or tripling your hours yep. and that's what we're gonna present so it's super powerful they just click the link in the show notes and however you want to get it out there. But IS 50 is how you say 50 bucks, July 22nd, nine to one.
1: So we'll, we'll put that for sure in the show notes. Uh, I'll link to that. And then I've, I've got a group of um, just North of 1200 folks or so inside of my world at exp who I will make sure that this gets in front of as well. This is, I mean, this is super valuable stuff. Yeah. Um. And I think it's something that we as professionals can all get better at. So we will make sure to, to get that word out there, guys. Awesome. Again, I, I won't even try to say the URL, Uh. but just trust me. You can either go to toddduncan.com and find it or uh, click the link below that has the link to, to the irrefutable conference. And uh, we'll make sure you get all the information and of course the, uh, the $50 off. So that's a huge offering. I, I appreciate you doing that for the listeners yeah. and uh yeah, man, Todd, I really I really enjoyed this. Is there anything else before we wrap up today? Um, any other last messages you want to get out there? Something I should have asked you, or something that uh, just a burning desire to share that we haven't talked about yet?
0: You know, I think the only thing that because you asked it that way, I, I think we've had a really really great vibe in chat, and and I we could go for hours. I think the thing that that I want to put out there to people is um, this idea of. Uh, predictable success and, and not letting seasons kind of force your your wealth or your health or your, your success or your failure. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what market we find ourselves in. The easy markets are hard because they're easy and we have a, a, so much going on. The hard markets are hard because there's not a lot going on. What irrefutable does and, and what these five principles do is they put you in a hyperproductive state. And all I can tell you at the end of the day is that $49 that you might invest to be at irrefutable could be an extra $4,900 the next day, or an extra $4,900 the next week, or an extra $5,000 a month, or it could be every hour. We have agents right now that are earning $5,000 an hour. Imagine what your life would be like if you just deployed principles that actually center you in on using the methods so that your life and your work Complement each other. And you feel good about it. You don't ever feel panic. You don't ever feel anxious. You got a plan. You operate the plan. It's like machinery and boom. And the rest, the rest is, is why are we here in the first place? We're not here to labor our whole life and then die. You know, we're here to balance the beauty of life and the effectiveness of business. And we are actually born to have both success and significance. So that's
1: what we do. Couldn't agree more. All right. Yeah. On, all right on that note, I think we'll wrap it up, guys. Again, all the information for the irrefutable conference will be in the show notes. Please check that out. I know you'll get a lot out of it. And uh, man, I just want to say thanks a lot, Todd. This was a lot of fun for me. And I appreciate you taking the time on your schedule.
0: I appreciate you putting me on your schedule. And it's a joy to uh, connect with you. And uh, thanks for the chance, Kevin. Appreciate it much.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk again soon, man. Have a good one.